Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast. We are so excited today to be here in the office where we have Chad Hampton, Karen Chancy sitting here beside me. And we are so excited to tell you a little bit about what we've been studying here at the Institute this week. Chad, we've talked about substance and shadows. And we've talked so much about just how the validity of Scripture is so important and how God's Word should just ignite us with a passion to know who He is. And as we study this day, as I walked out of the class, the students are going, my gosh, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Tell me a little bit about what is shadows and substances? Why is it so important for us to understand this? Yeah, a great question. And it was really fun just to see their energy I think for a lot of people, there's like this disconnect. Like yeah. I've read the New Testament. Mm-hmm. I've gone to a church and taught the New Testament. I don't know the Old Testament. Obviously, our alumni know that. But, um, you know, the Bush, book of Col- Colossians and then the book of Hebrews both talk about this idea of shadow and substance. And basically, it's this, that there are real events that happened in the Old Testament that were a shadow mm. of something much greater that was going to come in the future, the substance. And the substance, as we learn in the scriptures, is Christ. And so there's these wonderful little, almost like prophecies. They're they're a form of prophecy, but they're these wonderful little truths that are gems in the Old Testament. And I think what makes the students excited is they've never been excited to study the Old Testament because they didn't know what they were reading. Mm -hmm. And now, as they've learned the Bible overview from Karen and Mitch, now they're going, ah, now I understand this wasn't just this random obscure thing, but God was building towards Jesus. And it, it just gives you chills. Like oh, it gives boy. you Well, I know as I walked out of the classroom, there were students going, why does no one teach this? Why we've been to church all of our life? We've never even heard of this type of, you know, shadow and substance of the Old Testament, New Testament, pulling them together. And so can you give an example of that, that, that really just kind of stuck out to you that as you gave it to the students today? Yeah. I mean, just real simply, you know, in the garden, Genesis 3, 15, mm-hmm. we see God asking them or telling them, you know, you shouldn't eat of the fruit of the yeah. tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you do, you will die. And then the outworking of that are the curse. And mm-hmm. um, and he promises that there's going to be conflict yeah. between the seed of Satan and the seed of the woman mm-hmm. Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fascinating that word seed is, is singular yeah. and it's masculine. Yeah. So it lends itself to be a male offspring. And we learn later in Galatians that that seed is Christ. Mm. And so we have the first sin and immediately God puts his rescue plan in place. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just so cool to go like it. It's not a cosmic tennis match. No. Between... And, and a lot of people want to separate the Old Testament, New Testament. Right. Right. And so that just goes, no, the old, the, the New Testament is constantly explaining yes. the Old Testament in light of what Christ has done. And, it just adds weight because yeah. I think we've talked about so many of our students' understanding of God is really about the 30 years of Jesus's life. Right. But what we see is that God has been faithful through the entirety of Scripture mm-hmm. and preordained this plan to reveal Jesus. It's just, it's just mind-blowing. Oh, which is I love awesome. that. It's I awesome. love that. Karen, you know, you, you've kind of go, went through some things earlier today as you taught— and, and I was so excited about, you know, when you talk to the girls, just went, oh my gosh, I, I've never heard this. Where's this been? Why have I, where have I, you know, have I been under a rock? Whatever. Karen, give us something that you feel like was so good for you to teach today. Well, one of the things I love, I love teaching is the tabernacle. Mm. And I think 
through the years, we're like, oh, tabernacle, Old Testament, no yeah. big deal. But when you see the fulfillment of the tabernacle in Jesus, it's awesome. Yes. In fact, one of the girls came out of class and she goes, I've never cried so much in one class. But mm. understanding that really the Bible is true and it's real. And the tabernacle itself is where God dwelt among his people. Mm -hmm. But he was in the Holy of Holies and there was a veil that only the high priest could go in one time a year to make atonement for the sins of the nation. And we see we see that in the New Testament in Hebrews where Jesus fulfills all of that, that we don't need a priest going in once a year making atonement for sacrifices, that Jesus was the ultimate high priest. The ultimate sacrifice was Jesus's blood, and it's been done once for all of mankind. And amazing. And then even little things like the veil that that's between the Holy of Holies and the Holy Place that only the high priest could go through. When Jesus died, the veil was torn in two. And that just represents now that we get to have access mm. to the to, to God the Father, you know, and I mean, so many amazing truths that just come to life. You know, Karen, it was so fun for, you know, the students to hear this for the very first time. They've never even put their Old Testament with their New Testament. And all of a sudden they were faced with this thing of this Bible really makes sense. <laughs> it's awesome. And, and uh, one of the things we fight, not just us, but in the world today is we fight, you know, uh, this head knowledge versus heart knowledge. And so, so many of them today were going, wait, I've got this intellect that I've learned over the overview of the Bible. I can creation, fall, flood, nations type deal. But now they went, wait, there's a lot more to this. There's a heart that there's a changed life that came from Jesus that was all the way from the Old Testament, New Testament. And they answered a question today that I thought was really fun that they answered. And all, on every break, they came up and said, Chancy, were they saved in the Old Testament? <laughs> By faith in Jesus, you know, and you go, you know what? Let's talk about that. You know, it was just amazing. They just have never, ever equated that the faith of the Old Testament was the same as the faith of the New Testament, you know, so that faith deal. Well, I love Hebrews 11 kind of encaptures that for mm. us of all the saints of the Old Testament that believed by faith. And salvation has always been by faith through grace. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love even in the Old Testament where they might not have known Jesus they were looking toward the coming Messiah. And you just see that in so much. And that belief is what counted them as righteousness. Mm. I, I love, too, that um, the Abrahamic covenant promises, I'm going to give you land, I'm going to give you seed and many descendants and blessing. And then Galatians, as Chad was talking about, tells us that that seed is Christ, that all the nations of the earth will be blessed through your seed. So we've got Genesis, and now we've got Jesus. And ultimately, when Jesus comes again, all the nations of the earth are blessed. Quite a few are blessed right now. But I love that it interprets that that seed is Christ. <laughs> you know, it's really funny that I've heard you say the word, you and Chad and myself say the word love a lot of times in this podcast. You know, there's a lot of love being given here because when the word of God becomes real, it changes the way you view the Bible it changes the way you read it, the way that you desire to get up in the morning. You know, so many students, it seems like, are having a hard time and, and people in the world having a quiet time. They go, Chance, I just missed my quiet time. Well, the reason we miss our quiet time is we don't put the value on the quiet time because we're not as excited about God's Word. And when you do a study like we did today, mm. you just get pumped and you go, I want to know more. Yeah. So, Chad, you know, as you 
you know, what would be a, a parting word as we just, you know, bring this uh, podcast to a close of what would you challenge our students out there, or people out there, parents, everyone out there in the audience today listening to go back and do with what they've learned from our study yeah. today. I love what you said earlier, you know, about the the separation between head yes. and heart. And, you know, some of the greatest theologians in the New Testament are the demons. Yeah. They know a lot about Jesus. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're probably most clear. And so just knowing about God is not knowing God. And he wants our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And so what does it mean to not only engage and be excited about God's word, but then excited to actually place it inside mm-hmm. of us and... Mm-hmm. That's why we love when our students teach is because you learn it in a different way. You learn it in a way that you allow it to teach your heart. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say is you just don't lose sight of that when you're studying. It's great to study and know. But at the end of the day, we want to know God Mm. and we want to know him intimately and we want to walk with him. And um, if we bypass that, then we're just a bunch of smart people that are stinky to the world. That's right. Mm. I love that. Well, you know, today we've just had a great encounter with the Old Testament, with the New Testament, blending it together, bringing great truth to us all, and hopefully getting us excited to go back and look at these substances and shadows that we find fulfillment of who Christ is and what He has done, all the way from Genesis, all the way to Revelation, and putting this together in a way that we go, you know what? This is the greatest book ever written as a love letter personally to us as believers and to the non-believers that you would find out who he is and what he had what he's done for the world so guys we are so thankful you tuned in with us may this be such a rich uh excitement to you as you uh continue your day may god bless you rich you may you have the greatest day ever hey god bless bye now Mm -hmm.